Here's the question. How do you create a lifestyle full of energy, vitality, and success without burning yourself out? From hormones to sleep to mindset and lifestyle, I've got you covered. This is Burnout to Breakthrough. Welcome to the Burnout to Breakthrough podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Shoemake. Today's episode is, should I just sell my house and move to Costa Rica? Have you ever felt that way before? Have you ever felt like cashing in your chips and just saying, adios, I'm out of here? Uh, I know I have, and if you've ever felt that way or you're feeling that way now, maybe you're feeling stuck in your job, stuck in your body, stuck in whatever circumstance that you're in, and uh, and you just want to get out, listen up because I've got some uh, some answers for you that might be a little bit more effective in the long run than just saying adios to everything. So if you're stuck, this should be a good unstuck episode. Um Let's say, as, as we get into this, I, I'm recording this the day after Father's Day, so I wanted to just give you a little update on, on my weekend. Hope you guys had a great one, especially a great Father's Day. Uh, that's it's one of my favorite holidays, obviously, because I am a father. I love my kids. I uh, love my family. And I think I won Father's Day yesterday. I got to... I'll have to put a picture up on Facebook, but uh, my, my wife and kids oh, <laughs> definitely over-delivered yesterday. Uh, what did I get? Let's see. I got a fanny pack. And, and part of what we're going to talk about in this episode is not taking yourself too seriously. So being able to laugh at yourself. So I got a red, white, and blue American flag pan, fanny pack that also has speakers in it. So it's a fanny pack on the go, like Bluetooth type speaker, which is sweet. So I will be wreaking havoc on beaches everywhere with that thing for sure. Um, I got a, a chicken, so a, a yard chicken, like um, a sheet metal statue of a chicken. <clears throat> which we've been talking about for a long time. And so I finally got one of those. It's right in the backyard. His name is Ricardo. Pretty excited about that. I uh, got a bottle of whiskey, super excited, and uh, some new Oakleys that are that are rocking. So yeah, they did an awesome job on Father's Day. Uh, also, I did a bike race yesterday. Got to see one of my good friends, uh, Brian, win his first race, which is super cool. And uh, watched a little Raising Arizona yesterday. Watched the U.S. Open. So good stuff. Good stuff. So hopefully you had an equally good, uh, good Father's Day. If you uh, if you're a Raising Arizona fan, love to hear your favorite uh, Raising Arizona quote. You can just email me at burnouttobreakthrough at gmail If you want anything else, any of the other resources from this show, you can also email me there, burnouttobreakthrough at gmail Okay. So let's get into the episode. Should I just move to Costa Rica, cash in my chips, say adios, forget this job, take this job and shove it? Um, I was talking to my um, brother-in-law. So his name is James, if you're listening. Uh, shout out to James. And we were uh, talking about this exact topic, which is this midlife crisis or this burnout. Because he was asking me about the podcast and I was telling him a little bit about it. Uh, he's about to turn 50 this year, <clears throat> has a great job. Uh, but he says, you know, everybody goes through this, but I see too many people just cash in their chips. And he's like, I, I think, um, this whole midlife crisis thing is a, is a, is a big deal for a lot of men. And I was telling him about the, the, the physical side of it. So everybody knows the idea of the midlife crisis. You get stuck. You feel like you're just not productive. Uh, you feel like you don't get it, feel like getting out of bed the way you used to. You don't have that zest for life. The things that you used to do at work don't excite you the way that they used to. The things that you used to do with your family don't excite you the way that they used to. So most people, like you have the cliche of, of guys getting like the red sports car and overcompensating, right? And their midlife crisis where a lot of guys will, you know, get a, get a divorce and, and find, uh, a wife, a new wife 20 years younger. And that doesn't fix things either. So, 
he, you know, definitely has, has heard of that and has been around that. I think most people have like being a victim of success. So I think most men, um, and women for that matter, if you're successful over a long period of time and you're doing a good job at a, after a while, you get bored with it. Right. And we've talked about that in, in past episodes. I was telling him about the, the body effects or the adrenal effects and the neurotransmitter effects. So there's like a, there's a physical cost on your body that causes that, that midlife crisis type thing to happen. So you can either go buy the red sports car and that's fine if you want to do that or the brand new golf clubs or the, uh, the jet ski or whatever your particular poison is there. You can, you can also move into the woods. You can say, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm tired of supporting everybody else, or I'm tired of everybody being reliant on me, or I'm tired of, uh, dealing with X, Y, or Z problem. I'm just going to move to the woods and, you know, sit out on my front porch and, and sip iced tea or whatever you want to sip. And I know we've all been there. Like I, I've been, I, I can't tell you how many times I've driven home and called one of my friends and saying, dude, I'm moving to an Island. I'm just gonna, I'm going to move to Costa Rica. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to set up a chiropractic table on the, uh, on the beach. I'll adjust people for coconuts. Um, I'll surf when I want to surf. And it sounds really great, but the problem is checking out. If you're checking out like that or thinking about checking out like that, and we don't have to, we don't necessarily check out like that. We can check out with alcohol. We can check out with, um, any type of vice, you know, whatever causes you to, to check out and kind of escape your life. The problem with checking out or dropping out is the, the famous quote, wherever you go, there you are. Right. So what I, this whole podcast, the whole reason I started this thing is because I want people to start seeing their burnout as an opportunity or an invitation to a bigger life or to do something a different way, a more sustainable way. Not the burnout shouldn't be, okay, this pressing me into a corner. I got to go move to an Island or I got to go, you know, drink 20 beers or I got to go do whatever to escape this thing. That's that, that shouldn't be that. Like, if you want to go have 20 beers, great, do it. If you want to go to the Island on vacation, great, do it. Everybody needs to, you know, get away sometimes, but escaping the, the burnout or escaping the pressure is much less effective in the long term. It's 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 effective coping mechanism in the short term, right? But unfortunately, like you could sit there with any escape mechanism that you have, and you say, okay, if, let's say um, you're trying to deal with a certain problem, and you deal with it by escaping it. And let's just say you do it through, um, you know, through alcohol. Well, how effective is it in the short term? Probably really effective. You forget about it for a little while. But how effective is it in the long term? It's not effective at all, right? It's it's, it's the same thing. If you move to to Costa Rica, it might be effective in the short term. Probably not in the long term. Okay. So if we can see this burnout as a true invitation to start doing things differently, then wherever you go, there you are. If you, if you make this shift, if you make this kind of midlife shift from, um, pushing things up the hill to striving, to wrecking your health, to, I got to prove things to people. If you can make this shift to much more allowing, much more sustainability, much more presence. Um, if you can make that shift, then move to Costa Rica and you got, you got somebody that you want to take with you. If that makes sense, wherever you go, there you are. So I was, as I was going through this conversation with Jim, I said, I've been, you know, really worked on rewiring the way I see things and the way I see stress. And he's like, well, how the heck did you do that? And then that's a, that's a big deal. He's like, how do you, how do you rewire how you are? So that's really the topic of the, the next part of the, the podcast here is how do you rewire how you react, right? So if you are this, you know, type A type person, or you do react to this, or you're, you have an anxiety about you, or you have whatever things that you might not like about yourself, how do you rewire that? Cause that's, that's a, that's a big job. And yes, it is a big job, but it's also a very rewarding job. So I'm going to give you three tips um, that I've been, that have worked for me 
in order to start changing the way I'm wired. Now, notice I said start changing the way that I'm wired because I've been working on this for the last, well, probably 40 years, but really hard, you know, for the last four years on changing the way I'm wired. So I've started that process and it's making a difference. So number one, okay, so if you want to start changing the way that you're wired so that you don't feel burnt out, overwhelmed, stressed out, like you feel like you need to move to the islands all the time, um, here's my number one tip. Number one, get the joke. Get in on the joke, and the joke is you, okay? If you can start laughing at yourself and not taking yourself that seriously, good things are going to happen. You you don't get trapped in your mind. You don't get trapped in your brain, and you can say, okay, I get the joke. I understand it, and just doing that alone creates a breakthrough. Now, here's what I mean by that. Um, I am the least patient person on planet Earth, um, absolutely. And there's a joke, uh, we, we went to, uh, Belgium a few months, months ago with some guys on my, my cycling team. And, and that was the joke that I am the least patient person on planet earth. Like at the airport, I'm the person who's, uh, switching lines four times to get through the security line. Tell me if you can relate. Like I, if there's a little old lady, I'm definitely not getting behind her. I'm going to go to go to the line that doesn't have the little old lady in it. Um, I, it, I could give you 40 examples just in the airport alone. Like I won't stand in line for more than four seconds to buy something. Um, if I'm on a bike ride with people and they get a flat tire, um, I'm visibly irritated and I get it. Those are not great things. Right. But I get the joke. It's like, I'm, I'm never going to be a patient person. I can work on it though. Right. So I can go, okay. I, I feel myself getting irritated. I feel myself getting antsy or I feel myself, you know, I hate being late, like in traffic, you know, I feel myself, you know, getting to the point where I want to, uh, you know, switch lanes 43 times and try to beat that red light. So I get home. And if I just understand that about myself, I go, oh, that's funny. That's, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to be that way. I could choose not to do it this way today. And it's also just a joke because all of my friends and everyone in my family, they know that about me. And here's the thing. That's part of what makes me get things done. I'm impatient. I want it done now. I want it done three days ago, actually. And, and it's okay. So if there's things about you that you don't like or there's things about you that people would see as like a weakness or you could see as a weakness, just get in on the joke and laugh about it. Laugh at yourself because the whole thing is progress, not perfection here. Okay, this is a marathon, not a sprint. It's progress, not perfection. If I can, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I just realized this. Oh, is it, yeah, a couple days ago. Um, I was really irritated with something that was going on. Oh, is it at lunch? I went out to lunch with my family and just, I was super irritated with the waiter because he didn't take our order the way, you know, as quickly as he could have. And I saw that there was a, there's a table of 12 next to us and he was taking their order for it first. And I was about to get irritated. And I just said, you know, it's no big deal. I'm here with my family. This is great. It's awesome. Now, is that a huge step? Yeah, pretty big step for me, but it's progress, not perfection, perfection. Progress, not perfection. So get in on the joke, all right? Learn to laugh at yourself. Learn to realize that you're never going to completely rewire things. But if you just start having some awareness of the little things, the little quirky things that add anxiety to your life, um, it's, it, it makes things so much easier. And that starts, that kind of opens the door to this transformation or this breakthrough that I'm talking about. Okay, so that's number one, get the joke. Number two, uh, and this is something that's very successful for me in my practice. So if you're a business owner, um, if other people rely on you, if you're a leader, then I started thinking in terms of moments, not minutes. Moments, not minutes. So I wanted to start creating moments rather than spending a lot of minutes. What I used to feel like is I had to be the worker and worrier at the office all the time. So I had to be there. I had to be managing everything. I had to put in the time. I had to put in the hours. I had to not let things slip through my my fingers or slip through the cracks. So as I was putting in a lot of minutes, right? And I started realizing instead of putting in all these minutes, I can just create moments or I can focus on moments. 
So what does that mean? I can focus on a moment with my team that is going to, and then they can do the minutes part. That's what, that's what they're, you know, they're really paid to do is be there to manage the day to day, the minutes, right? But I can step in in a moment and create momentum or I can help them succeed. I can put them in a place to succeed. I can see things that they don't see. I can put up, point out gaps in efficiency and help them bridge that gap. Um, I, I plan much more like my trainings. Now I put much more time into that. I was just talking to my daughter. I'm in my, my, my basement office right now. And I was upstairs getting a cup of tea and she's like, what are you doing today? Like, what, what do you do? Cause she's home from school. And she's like, what do you do if you're not at the office working with patients? I'm like, well, like Mondays I do, I, I do the podcast, but I also plan out my week. I, I plan out my, I put it all in my Google calendar and and I'm trying to create moments rather than spending a lot of minutes. So where can you in your life or in your in your business start creating more moments with the people that you're going to be able to then delegate to? If that makes sense. So can you think through their job description? Can you can you pick the most important income producing activities and do those things first? That's you know, Napoleon Hill, a ton of different people talk about that is is get up in the morning and and come up with your top three things. And if this all you do today, these three things, those are gonna move you closer to your goal, whatever that goal is. So start thinking about creating moments, not minutes. Somewhere you can go in and be a catalyst, right? You can just start the fire. You don't be the one, you don't have to be the one there that's stoking the fire all the time. So think about that. Where can you go start the fire? And then maybe you can't get out of there and, and go do something else or, or take your mind off of it or, you know, do something that you enjoy, but you still got to produce the results, right? So where can you be that catalyst and go start the fire so you don't have to stoke it all the time? So that's number two is moments, not minutes. And then number three, um, for me, recognize self-created anxiety or recognize when you're when you're getting back in that mode of going too hard, pushing too hard, or burning yourself out. For me, it's I feel anxiety and I feel pressure when I'm back in that mode, and I feel it. Like I I, I recognize the feeling in my body. It's kind of in my chest. My my I start getting uh, my my temper gets shorter. I get more anxious. I get more worried. I don't feel at ease or relaxed. And when I do that couple things that, that really make a big difference for me. I just take a breath and stop and say, okay, I'm just recognize that. Oh, I'm creating that right now. I'm creating this anxiety that doesn't need to be there. For, so for me, I want to get a million things done. So I'll, I'll, I'm trying to be the best at everything. So I, I want to be the best father I can be. I want to be the best husband I can be. I want to be the best boss I can be. I want to be the best doctor I can be. I want to be the best cyclist I can be. All of that stuff. And I, and I can go, oh, I don't have to do that. I do that on my bike. Like I'll, I'll ride my bike and I create all this anxiety because I'm like, I got to get an extra 30 minutes in on this workout because my coach prescribed an hour and a half. I got to do two hours, which is just crazy. So I just recognize that self-induced anxiety and go, okay, I, I don't have to schedule it this way. So practically doing, or practically speaking, what I'll do is I'll create a stop doing list. So what are some things I need to stop doing on my calendar? I think maybe that's something you need to do. Like, what are you doing on your calendar that's stressing you out? What are you doing that's creating a ton of anxiety? Is it worth it? Is it worth creating all that anxiety or can you do it a different way? Are there some things you need to stop doing? Look at that once a quarter and say, I think I need to stop doing this. I need to stop doing this meeting. We used to have a meeting in my office um, that I absolutely hated. Uh, because I wasn't good at it. I, I talked too much in the office. It took too long. No, we didn't get anything out of it. And I just decided I'm not going to do that meeting anymore. Stop the meeting. And since I've stopped that meeting, we've probably been more successful than we've ever been. Um, and we didn't miss it and everybody getting an hour of their life back. Right. So, so what can you stop doing? Um, that's, that's going to start making that change and just realizing, okay, what am I doing to create this anxiety in my life? And then I just take a breath and go, you know what? I, again, surrender to the miles that you run. Like I don't have to stress and over schedule myself 
myself. I don't have to stress out and, and, and run around like a chicken with my head cut off because I've become much more of a master and less of a stressor. And at this point, if you're anything, you know, if you're in your forties, fifties, like most people listening to this, you, the reality is you have run a lot of miles. You, you know, things you didn't know 15 or 20 years ago. You have skills that you didn't have 15 or 20 years ago. Give yourself credit for those things and stop running around like a chicken with your head cut off. So those are, those are the three things that I've used to help me reach or, or rewire the way I see situations and, and have created a, a big breakthrough for me. If you talk to just about anybody that knows me, um, over the last four or five years, they'll say I am more, uh, more present than I was. I'm more patient. I, I, I laugh more. Um, I'm less stressed out and I'm still successful. I'm still doing the things that I want, but I've used that burnout, um, to turn into a breakthrough. So if you're feeling burnt out, if you're feeling pressed, if you're feeling overwhelmed, I urge you don't cash in the chips. Don't go for the, the cheap, easy midlife crisis fix. Um, Start asking yourself, okay, what what is my body trying to tell me, and what can I do to make this something a lot more sustainable? So, as always, if you if you guys want the burnout, uh, the, I, I did the neuroadrenal burnout quiz, uh, which is thirty questions to tell you if if you might be suffering from neuroadrenal burnout and what that means. If you want that, you can always, as always, email me at burnout to breakthrough at gmail I also have the the twenty eight day burnout reset uh, on on Facebook. It's a closed Facebook group where we walk through a lot of these concept, concepts more in detail. If you want that. You can also shoot me an email, burnout to breakthrough at gmail.com. And until next time, let's turn that burnout into a breakthrough.